Hey, She Slays listeners. Before we get into the episode, I want to tell you about one of our sponsors, the Focus Academy. So you know chiropractic can help kids, but you lack confidence in your knowledge or communication skills to educate parents in your community. I've got a solution for you. The Focus Academy gives you the training and education to understand the why behind those wins and challenges you're seeing in clinic. They teach you how to perform a full brain-based exam, how to go beyond just the subluxation, but stay principled in your chiropractic approach and address and understand the consequences on brain development. They take a two-pronged approach. First, clinical solutions taught in a way that gives you full access to a deeper and more comprehensive understanding and breaks those techniques and approaches down into digestible and practical steps. Second, right now strategies you can employ wherever you are in your training. You'll learn how to seamlessly ask and answer the big questions in your clinical exams and re-exams and have it actually inform the whole child approach and care planning in a way your patients will understand. And since you're a She Slays listener, you'll get free access to the Focus Academy's Kickstart program. Just click the link in the show notes to get started on your journey to improving your practice. Hey, She Slayers, and welcome to another episode of She Slays the Day podcast. I am your host, Dr. Lauren Brunswick, and we're officially in July. It is the 4th of July week, and one thing that has absolutely made this week in practice easier because we are closed on Saturday the 2nd and Monday the 4th um, was implementing SCED's automated rescheduling for our patients recently. Um, they have loved it and we sent out one mass text saying, hey, we're closed on the 2nd and the 4th. If these are your normal appointment days, please reschedule yourself or call or text us. But like the number of people who responded with have responded so far with like, I am loving the ability to just get on at any time and reschedule myself and not have to send a text and wait for a person like it's it's awesome. So if you have questioned whether or not like I the proof is in me, I told you guys that I was have been really nervous about giving over this control so far. So good. All right. So this week I have Dr. Jen Givens on. Um, her and I go, I, we don't go way back, but we go like back, back. Um, I have known Jen for probably five years now. Um, we were, we met in when we were both in Epic. Um, and she is an incredible, incredible human loves giving back to chiropractors and she's going to share her story about her transition from being an associate to starting okay I spoiler alert she hired her first associate three months into practice yo she's got stuff for you to learn um so this is a great episode for um, any associate who has written in and saying like, hey, I think I want to start my own practice, but I'm really scared. Like, how do I get over that fear? What, what should I do to be prepping? This is a great one for you. Also, this will officially be the first time that um, there is bonus questions that we asked Jen that are only available to our $12.99, our mid and upper level Patreons. So um, you, if you're listening normally, the, the episode will end for you. 
But if you are at our mid-level Patreon or higher, you will get a bonus 10-minute speed round where I ask Jen, like, what would she go back and tell herself? Biggest mistake? Like, just some, like, rapid questions. What's she reading? Um, A couple other great questions. Uh, And that content is only for our Patreon. So if you haven't signed up, it's not too late to go do that. I'm sure you've been thinking about it because I've been annoying you about it. I'm sure you've gone like, oh yeah, I really need to do that. Well, guess what? Do it. Do it. Um, So let's talk. Oh, we have a listener highlight. I had a really sweet message. So I've been doing this 11 years. And so I got this message the other day. Well, somebody was asking me a question about like our webinar that we were doing. And she said, um, I'm sure you don't remember me, but you were my first chiropractor I ever shadowed back in 2012-2013 prior to Cairo school back in your original Cumberland office and you introduced me to prenatal pediatric Cairo. This is Dr. Caitlin Hase. 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 I don't know. H A E S E. How would you pronounce that? Hase. That's how I pronounce it. Anyways, never expected my first exposure to be so life-changing, nor that it would take me an awkward amount of time to realize it was your podcast my friend recommended to me. Thank you for continuing to share your knowledge and experience. We appreciate and you deserve to be paid. I actually forgot that that was the last part of that, but now I'm remembering. Oh yeah, that's right. That's why you wanted to use that for the listener highlight. Oh, oh me. What a, what a subtle little drop in there after my Patreon. Um, no, it was funny because, so she's referencing a long time ago. She, I asked her, I was like, are you in Cairo school? Like, when was that? And she's like, yeah, I graduated in 2015. I'm like, whoa, I am old, very old. I told you the other day that this guy thought, rounded me in with like his daughter, the 70 year old that said like, well, you're about my daughter's age. She's 40. And I was like, oh. Dude, I am 35. But you know what has happened since then? Lauren has been washing her face at night and has been using her retinol and her poly H5, I don't know, hydration thing that my mom said I need to start using. I mean, out of love. She wasn't being mean. She was saying like, "Hmm, here you go. This is what you're supposed to do. Um, So thank you to that seven-year-old who put a little bug in my butt that maybe I should start working on my skincare so it's not so obvious that yes, I would check the 35 to 40 box in a menu of options. Man, anyways, it's really funny if I already told you that story and you're like, wow, that's the second time you've brought that up on the podcast. That really bothered you. But yeah, it did bother me. Okay. And welcome to my life where when something is dramatic in my mind, Everybody hears about it six or seven times. So there we go. Should we talk about our guest today? Yeah. Okay. So Jen Givens is a pediatric and prenatal chiropractor at Ignite Family Chiropractic in Peoria, Arizona. Prior to opening her practice in 2018 and growing it to a three-doctor team serving a highly pediatric prenatal population, she worked as an associate for three and a half years to start her career. She learned what she needed to open the practice of her dreams and hit the ground running. She is a mama to her adorable son, Maverick, and enjoys all things outdoors. And then she said, or something like that. I think I'm going to read that as code for she likes drinking wine outside. That's not joking. I don't know. Maybe that's what I would mean if I put like, I love all things outdoors or something outdoorsiness. Um, 
it's a good conversation. You're going to love it. But first, you know what we're going to do. We're going to take a breath. We're going to relax our jaw. Check in with our heart. Check in with our breath. Dear God, thank you so much for conversations that cover a wide variety of success and happiness. Let us not tether people's success to their success would create happiness in ours. Let us just hear what is helpful to us in our story and this journey that you have us on. Um, be with everyone who is contemplating taking the leap from being an associate to being an owner. Um, it is a scary, scary place to be in. Uh, help the conversation just shed so much blessing over the conversations with from the associate to their bosses. Let those bosses' hearts be wide open with love and their minds, their third eye, just be open to seeing that this is the path and know that their business is okay. It's okay to let them go. And it sucks. It sucks because we love our associates. We've poured into them and we want to keep them, but like, just hold on gently and allow them to come and go and just trust in you that that is what is right for them. And that you are going to replace, uh, in your life with something different, not better, maybe better, but different. And that you got them also. So in your name, we pray. Amen. All right. Here is my conversation with Dr. Jen Givens. Enjoy. All right. Well, it's started. It started. We're starting the podcast. I had a conversation a few weeks ago where I, I was talking to someone. It was not a chiropractor. It might have been like Brandy Mabra, where I was like, I hate saying like, welcome to the show, but I can't figure out what the hell else to say to people. And she had a really good one. I was like, yeah, I could do that. And then I forgot. It might have been like, hey, girl. No, I don't know. Hey, hey, Jen. How's it going? <laughs> it's good. That's funny that you're like, I really don't remember what I was going to say. But It was good, though. It was good. I remember like I had a conversation. I probably had this version of this conversation like five times with guests where I'm like, because I hate being like, welcome to the podcast, Dr. Jen Givens. How are you? <laughs> I, I totally get that. <laughs> yeah. Well, so here I am. Welcome. Welcome to She Slays the Day. It took me three years to finally have you on, but you're here. I'm so excited. Like I've been a fangirl since the beginning and I'm honestly so proud of like what you've built. It's awesome. Oh, I'm, I'm excited I'm here. <laughs> I was just talking to another Cairo. Like I'm starting to worry because I had somebody say recently, who's like a, a friend of mine, um, I asked her to be on and she's like, yeah, I was wondering if you were going to ever ask. And I was like, oh, fuck. And she didn't mean it mean, but I was just like, in my mind. So I had this freak out moment, like two or three weeks into starting the podcast. I remember where I was driving and I was just like, oh my God, podcasts go on forever. Like forever until I quit and I'm not a quitter. So like, I'm like, Oh my God. So in my mind, if you're listening and you're like, when the hell is Lauren going to ask me to be on? I'm offended. It's going to happen. You're going to have your time. Just be patient. So you are on today um, because you were an associate and started your own practice and are just have been killing it. And so we, I had my associate on a few weeks ago 
and we were talking about kind of the reverse, the reverse of like, how do you, how did you know that owning wasn't for you? And so now I want to cover the other side of the coin, which is like, how'd you know that associating wasn't for you? So before we get into that belt, you have to tell me like, cause I don't even know where you graduated. How did you end up where you were? Yeah. I need the, I need the backstory. Yeah. First of all, do you know your Enneagram? Oh yes. Um, I am a three wing two. So wing two. okay. we're pretty similar here. Yep. <laughs> Um, okay, so I graduated from Palmer, Davenport, in 2014. Um, it's so funny because I was living in Davenport, moved home to Arizona because I was like, oh, I'm going to do my internship out there. I'm probably going to figure out what I'm going to do with my life out there. Um, and then I was doing my internship. and It was like Memorial Day weekend, and we had like an extended off period. And I was like, okay, Jen, you're going to figure out what you're doing with your life this weekend. Where are you in school at this point? Uh, I, I guess the last trimester, like 10th okay. trimester. Yeah. You weren't was, sure whether you were going to open or start. Yeah. Okay. So I had already been doing my pediatric certification and I, I knew what type of chiropractor I want to be, just where it didn't line up until literally that weekend. So before heading back into my internship on Tuesday, there was a posting of somebody who um, was hiring. And it's so crazy because, you know, when things in your life line up and mm -hmm. you're like, okay, like universe, I hear you. And that's exactly what this was. So about a year prior to that, I had seen this chiropractor out there, had an awesome practice, was a peds dog, was really well known. Um, and I posted on a post or whatever, and he commented back. And I literally told my boyfriend at the time, like, if that guy ever hires someone, I'm going to work in his office. Well, we're talking, we're talking about Tony. Right? I'm talking about Tony. Yeah. Oh, okay. I'm like, is it not Tony? Why isn't she sitting on that? So um, at that point, he had posted that he was hiring. And I was like, oh, my God. Okay, I'm just going to apply. Like, I didn't tell my significant other. Like, I just applied. And um, crazy enough, like, finding out the backstory from his side, I guess there was, like, 200 applicants. He did one interview. It was me. I walked away from the first interview and I was like, shit, I got the job. I know I did. I just moved from Illinois. Now I'm going to have to move back to Illinois anyway. So that's how that lined up. And it's crazy because right before that and that weekend, I was so, I always knew I would own a practice one day. Okay. You did always know eventually. Yeah. Like in your gut of guts, like I knew I would own, I came from an entrepreneur background with my parents owning a business, like the freedom that it had, like there were so many things that I was like, in my life, eventually I want that, mm -hmm. but it didn't feel prepared. And I don't like as an Enneagram three, I don't like to fail and I like to be prepared. And I like to like kick ass whenever I go for it. And that's, and we want everyone to see us kicking ass. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And that's exactly what I felt like I needed. And so from there, I packed up my stuff and moved back to Illinois. It was like at that time in my life, the most expensive four months ever. Um, and your parents are just like, damn kid, what make up her mind? Yeah. Oh yeah, they moved me across the country a few times. Um, <laughs> but yeah, then I just started in his office 10 days after graduation and went from there. So the journey from there is really quite interesting. And I'm sure we'll get into like more specific things. But yeah, that was kind of how I landed my associateship. And I was really excited being in the office that I was because if 
I knew it would just give me the experience that I was craving. Yeah. Did you have a timeline in mind for like, did you know, like, all right, I'm going to do this because I actually don't know how long you were there. Yeah. So I originally went, like I was telling my boyfriend at the time, like, I'm going to go just 12 to 18 months and I'll move back. And then we'll just go from there. Like, it's just something I need to do. And, um, I ended up staying for three years Okay. and it's crazy to think about how that shifted, but being a brand new doctor, like I've in, I've mentored a lot of doctors at this point. And honestly, I feel like it takes 18 months to even like, feel like you're a doctor, like hardcore confidence, like cases, team stuff being thrown at you. And you're like, I got this. Like before you're like, "Ah," and now, you know, 18 months in, you're like, you become a doctor. And so I'm so glad I didn't only stay there for 12 to 18 months. And another thing too, is I've had, you know, my best friend, Dr. Sadie Broker, um, was an associate there as well. And she at the time or after she came on two years after me. Okay. And then stayed. You're like, well, I can't leave now. My best friend is started. I mean, we were besties at first, but we definitely became besties. But no, she came on um, after me as an intern, graduated, and then she ended up staying three years too. And so mm-hmm. I really think that's the sweet spot for that three years. Associate, yeah. And now on the other side of it, I have associates, and I've had three of them at this point. And even then, like me hiring on female badass chiropractors I'm like it's a three-year window you know give or take kind of a little little less little more but I think that that's so important um and then really after that 18 month confidence boost 18 to 36 months like that's where I shifted gears from just learning Mm -hmm. to be a chiropractor um to learning all the other stuff and I'm excited to kind of dive into that Yes. Listeners too. Yeah, absolutely. Um, Let's go there next. But so I I love that so many students, I feel like, so I've had, I don't know, five or six or I don't know, between interns and let's say five um, people that have come straight from school pretty much. And there's just this overwhelm that you go through the first six months to a year. It's crazy. And so anybody who thinks that they, a year is going to be long enough, that year is going to fly by. There's good. Yeah. And you're just like really learning how to be a doctor. And then that other half is where it's like, okay, now figuring out like adjusting is a lot more second nature. Now my brain has the bandwidth to start going like, okay, how would I, you know, do patient education? How would I set up my pricing? Okay. So talk, start to talk to me through like this second half that, you know, once you kind of get through the overwhelm, what, what did your mind start to do? How did you start to prepare? Well, whenever I started hitting that like 18 month mark, I was feeling really confident as a doctor, like we're saying, but there was, I I knew there was so much more to learn for me to like really step out of there and just take off. And so that's whenever I used that second half of, you know, kind of my window there to really learn all the other stuff. So as an associate, you guys have to remember it's a give and give first and, and then like a get. And so with that, like I gave my associateship everything I had because I pulled everything I could from them. And, um, 
this included, you know, open communication about kind of what I was envisioning from the beginning. Like I went into Tony's telling him basically, you know, in a few years, I want to have the uh, Mayo Clinic of Pediatric just in Arizona. And so he knew from the get go that like this is a window. Mm -hmm. Although Mm -hmm. my window expanded because there was more for me to learn. And so Um, open communication with that. And we would have, you know, check-ins every so often to make sure that um, we were on the same page or if I was being pulled or feeling that calling, right, to go open my own practice, I would ask for more responsibility. So during that second half of the 18 months, I grew my position. And I say I grew because I would give them more and then they'd want more of it. And then I'd build and build and build until I felt like I was running the practice. Can you give me specifics? What do you, like, what do you mean? So um, if you guys think of like bigger roles, think of marketing. So I took over mm-hmm. a lot of the marketing, the social media. That's when, you know, that was really building. That was a huge role of mine. The kids um, are like, what do you mean it was building? Social media, like, no, no, honey. Actually, because how many years ago was this at this point? 2016? Uh, I mean, probably like six years ago. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So it's like, no, not, no, it wasn't booming social media. It was new at one time. Yes. Um, And then going into like workshops, uh, patient acquisition, community connections. Like I made all the same connections there that honestly they still use. I was there last weekend and they were speaking about a few people and I was like, oh yeah, I reached out to them. Like it's, it feels good, you know? Um, and then really diving into new patient acquisition, team leadership was probably the last thing that I really acquired as a role. Um, I remember we hired on two of our team members and I was like, okay, this is like my last component. And I went to them and I was like, hey, I am invested in your success. So if you guys need anything, I'm here for you. And it was crazy because I started to see that grow over, you know, the next few months or so when one of them was like, Hey, Dr. Jen, can I meet with you? And I was like, yeah, me? Sure. And it was really that validation of like, okay, I could do this. Like Mm -hmm. I could really run a team and I could really get to that level. And I have to tell you guys too, as an associate, I started, it's very easy to get you know, grumpy about decisions or be mad about your hours or all of the things, but you have to remember everything you're pulling from them and all the opportunities that you get that grows you. So even adjusting hundreds of, you know, patients a week, that's growing you in your confidence as an adjuster, as a communicator, as all of the things that you're going to use in the future. So I know a lot of associates are like, all I do is, you know, X, Y, and Z. And it's like, yeah, but let's think about what is X, Y, and Z really giving you. And so one of the things that I felt was super important was building my role. And towards the end of my time there, I shifted my view from being like, okay, Tony, you know, Tony made this decision for the team versus like, how does that affect me to why did he make that decision? As an owner, what is his wheels turning to make a decision like, you know, that? And so I tried to then put my perspective from this is affecting me because my boss, quote unquote, Mm -hmm. to like, how would I do that if I was the boss? How would, what mindset does he have in that, you know, shift or that growth, you know, idea or that opportunity or whatnot? And I think that that was like my last like hardcore six months of my associateship to really just shift my perspective too. 
And on the open communication side, I gave them like a four and a half month notice. I was like, it was tears. It was a lot of tears. Mm-hmm. Um, owners out there are like, I'd take six, but it's fine. <laughs> yeah, it was, it was a lot of tears and um, yeah, no. And okay, I have like seven questions written okay. down, but I, I'm going to interject right now because I want to know, what did you say? Because I get a lot of questions from people going like, I love my boss and she knew I wasn't going to be around forever. How do I let her know, let him know that like, now is the time I'm leaving. Yeah. So I'll, I'll answer that from not only, you know, being an associate, but also from being a boss of an associate Mm -hmm. left, I think in December. And, um, if it's the best choice for your life, they can't argue with you. Mm-hmm. And I had gotten to a point which, you know, some of you guys know my backstory with fertility and all of the things. And I had gotten to a point where I just felt like Illinois was rejecting me and I just needed to leave. And, mm-hmm. uh, you know, and that's all that like universe stuff go- happening. And so I just was open with them. And I was like, I have loved every second. And I'm so eternally grateful for what you guys have allowed me to do here. But I think my time is coming to leave and I want to make an exit plan with you that benefits the practice because I don't want it to be detrimental to you. And I want to have a great mentorship in the future. And so I felt like that was the way to be mm-hmm. positive on both sides you know, they can't argue when I was like, Illinois is rejecting me. I need to get out of here. And, I can't get knocked up. Damn it. Yeah, um, exactly. No, I, I agree with you completely because I, when Dr. Katie let me know she was leaving in 2020, there was this, it was the best thing for her. And I selfishly was like, damn it. I don't want to have to replace her. But in my heart, I knew this is what her path, like this is what our time together is done. Damn it. And you like, you're like, I'll take as many more months as possible. But like, it is truly like, shoot. Yeah. I see this for you. Like, thank you for being in my life, but you're, you are supposed to go on you, everything you just said about your second 18 months to me is, so I've never been an associate, but is starkly different than I would have done. But like, this is why I shouldn't have been an associate because I would have sucked. Um, And I think it's the opposite what a lot of people would naturally do. So in my mind, when I get to this like 18 month part where I'm like, all right, now I'm going to start learning the business. And I got like a Pinterest board going of what my practice is going to look like. I feel like I would like start to lean out, uh-huh. like take on less responsibilities because it's like, no, I don't want to attach myself more because I want to start thinking about this other thing. And how you, what you said you did is the opposite. And it's so smart. It is so smart. And I don't think that many people would think to do it. You leaned into this like you like could suck every single piece of learning out of it. And that's, I mean, do you agree that like, have you seen other people naturally do that or do they lean out? No, I think the norm is to lean out, which then honestly creates really bad relationships. 
Mm-hmm. Uh, and my lean in was mutually beneficial, right? It, it gave me, I took full advantage of the opportunity I had, which is also, I think, why leaving the practice and opening my own, it excelled from the beginning. And I just knew, you know, once I got to a point where I literally was like, I feel like I've no 95% of everything I would need to know. That's whenever I was like, I think it's my time. But before that, I mean, I was in until my last day there, like Mm -hmm. mentally in, and it's hard to do that. Um, But I knew I wanted that mentorship and I wanted uh, a, a healthy relationship and then to coach other people on this so they can have that too, because I feel like there just needs to be more positivity and a, you know, a hype man and whatnot in your corner. And that's what I wanted is, you know, any role that I've had to leave, I've tried to make it as positive as possible in a win-win. And I think that that's so important to do that when you are, you know, leaning in versus leaning out for sure. So I want to talk about some of the biggest takeaways you got from associating, but first, um, like in the positive of like, I'm definitely going to do this. You know, you talked about how like you started to observe Tony and like, why did he make that decision and start to think about it from like that boss standpoint, which is a huge mind shift before we go there. Um, what were some, like, how did you deal with, cause I'm assuming you did not build a just little like mini replica. Oh, no. Right. And which is great and okay. And no, like Tony wouldn't have wanted you to do, you know, you want to make your practice your own. How did you sit with like some of the differences where you're like, okay, I'm going to do that very differently. And like, what were some of those differences? Yeah. So being an associate allowed me to figure out like what kind of doctor I wanted to be. Obviously, Tony's practice is full of um, autism and spectrum and perfect storm. And I was hardcore in that when I was there, but I love a different demographic, right? Mm -hmm. I, I literally deem myself the baby chiropractor because we see like 40% under the age of one, like it's crazy here. Um, but one of the biggest realizations that I had with taking the transition was I was going from a very large ship, like turning the Titanic takes miles. Mm -hmm. And I went into this smaller ship of my own thing and I could ebb and flow and change things on a very quick frequency and be able to, you know, pedal right through those things that I wanted to improve um, in my time as an associate that it was just a too big of a ship to, for me to turn really. And so I did that when I opened up and some of the things I took away was definitely the demographic that I work with is a lot different. I see a ton Mm -hmm. of babies, prenatal, um, families. Um, some of my marketing strategies were completely different because it wasn't really to overhaul. And instead I was able to, you know, make those personal connections. I went straight into a lot of social media with my face on there at a very high frequency, um, to build my brand once I got to Arizona. Um, and I really think too, um, being an associate has made me be a better boss to associates and team members. And so even most recently, um, I have, you know, internal accountability coach for all of us. And it's actually really freaking cool and something I'm excited about. But I 
had recently, this is a celebration, right? Hit my vision for where I thought my practice was like going to live forever. And I'm like three and a half, four years in. And I'm like, well, shit, now I already hit that. Where am I going now? Now we're going to... Okay, so what kind of person are you? Are you the bar just moved up now? Or are you the, how do I increase my profitability, but stay here? Both, both, Lauren, both. Okay, yeah. No, increase profitability. Do you mind sharing? What was your goal? My bar just raised, of course. Yeah, Um, what was your goal? um, Honestly, I was, I envisioned this space to be two and a half doctors, me being half, See. Mm -hmm know 550 to 600 and collecting you know 700k a year and just coasting and then I got here and I was like "Mm, Mm -hmm. it I can do it more than this exactly I was like okay so well we hit our first face camp (laughs) now we're going next and um so most recently like the pour in that I've done to my team is something I wish I would have had a little I had it in a different sense in my associateship. And I am taking that to a whole new level in my ownership. And I feel really proud about that. Um, Some of the business things that I've put into um, opportunities, retirement, different systems that I have as a streamline in my business, I feel really good and true to me in my office that wasn't the same in my associateship. Not saying it wasn't bad, but I feel like that's the whole point of an associateship is to take what you learned and then raise the bar. And I told Tony, I'm like, I'm always going to be raising this bar. So you better keep running as fast as I am. Shit. And like, honestly, I mean, I'm 11 and a half years in and the amount of light bulb ideas that still happen of like, Oh, why don't, why don't we just do that for like systems and procedures or like things that seem so effing obvious and I'm like how long did it take me so I'm sure there are things where like yeah your boss is like that's a good idea I'm gonna take that from you (laughs) it's just extra eyes are always helpful and it's been a good friendship too through it which is fun okay so when you talk about being a better boss Mm -hmm. like and you talked about like pouring in besides like the 401k like how are you as an associate, what lessons of being an associate are you translating into like, because what I'm assuming is, is what you mean by that is I lived in as an associate. So I understand kind of the needs, like how to fill the bucket. So what are some of those biggest takeaways as a boss that you can't, that you're giving to your associates that you learned through being one? Yeah. So one of my simplest explanations for that, and honestly, I don't know there my past practice schedule at this point, but I never had two days off in a row. Like I were, I was the Saturday girl. So I worked half day Saturday, had Sunday off, was back on Monday. Well, my Saturday associate doesn't come back till Tuesday afternoon. So like that is one thing that I was like, if I were to ever have someone work Saturdays for me, I would want to make sure she had two full two and a half days off in a row. And so just like little simple, tiny things like that, that, you know, being in that position for three years, it made me be like, I really want to be able to have that time it together and yeah. not burn out. And that's one of the things like simple. We're actually, that is something that we're going through right now in our practice. So our newest associates, they were hired knowing they're married. And I was like, 
we want Saturdays. Yep. Um, and so they were hired knowing they're working Saturday mornings. And so like, that was like the only shift that was known. And so then we're like, okay, so let's build a schedule around that. And so we're like beating our head. Cause we've got like three practices and like four humans that we're trying to move around. And we, so we come up with this and, you know, and then also like when you have a married couple, you're like, well, it doesn't really matter if only one of them works Saturday. You know, it's like, if they're going to take a vacation, they're going to do it together. So you might as well both work. So anyway, so we come up, I gave them like two different options. And one was like three full days and three like half days. It was what was best for the practice. It had them coming back Monday afternoon. Um, but then having half day Friday, half day set, you know, and half day Monday. And I was like, but if you don't think this will work, I will come up with a different thing, you know? And they're like, no, I think that'll work. And I'm like, really? Okay. And a couple months in, I'm like, how's this going? And they're like, oh, yeah. And I'm like, okay, we're going to figure this out. And so I'm going to figure out how to get a Mondays off because in my gut, I knew, I just don't think that's sustainable. Right. Like, you know, and so I'm like, it's going to suck because there, it wasn't an easy solution, but it's one of those things that as a boss, I go like, my job is to figure out how to make them happy. And that wouldn't make me happy. And they said like, I'll fine with it. But now like non's like, yeah, no, I agree. I agree. So, so yeah. Okay. Mindset. So you just exploded into practice. How much do you think this had to do with coming from a high volume practice and your mind just literally being able to know that it's possible? I feel like so many students, when they start out, I had this 100 in year one, 200 in year two, 300 in year three, and we just kind of do this and we get in our way. Like, do you feel like, coming from this high volume, volume associateship into like, oh, you have zero people, zero people in Arizona. Like walk me through like some of like your marketing strategy and mindset, like how you really think what attributed to you exploding. Oh my gosh. Okay. So I think that it was super impactful for me to see a practice at the level that I was practicing prior to coming. Now the crazy part, cause I'm going to like flip what you just said, even again, <laughs> I never saw practice at zero. Like I never saw practice between zero and four, four fifty. So I, I'm not gonna lie. There was a learning curve on that side of things. But once we hit that, it was like, Oh, I got this. I know this, I, this is my comfort zone, um, to then grow from there. So it was kind of interesting, but, um, I think the biggest thing, I, I think that that was always so impactful. One of the biggest things I would suggest for um, people going from an owner team position into an associateship is you guys like working and on a team, build a team quickly. Like I hired my associate three months after I opened my doors. Holy so, shit. Yes. So we, I mean, I was on fire and then we were on major fire, even just in the first, you know, three months. And I built it prior to my office being built, right. As it was being physically built. Um, but it is, yeah, I wanted a team so badly and so quickly that I hired her, you know, right before we hit 200 a week and then went from there. Cause I wanted that team. That's how I work best. That was one of the things I was so scared about is like, it's just going to be me, you know, and that was one of your biggest fears. Yeah. 
Yeah. And so I just switched that and I was like, no, it's not just going to be me. Like I had a, a CA prior to our doors opening and I had my associate within three months. So that team aspect I know is where I work best. And I wanted that built right in. Um, let me think, what was your question again? Um, well, 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 I mean, it was kind of, there was like seven questions in it. Um, it was like, basically how, how did you get to 203 months? Like there. Okay. So honestly, it was all about just building my brand and, and hitting it with such confidence that, so back in the day, back in the day, I just was on social media everywhere and everywhere in our town. I was meeting everybody. And I, I mean, I'm in Phoenix area. So it's huge. It's huge. It is. But I came in with such a like confidence of like, I just came from the largest pediatric clinic mm -hmm. in the world. And I'm building that here in Peoria. And you guys are freaking awesome that you're going to be in the same community that has this opportunity. Yeah. Like I am one, of, I, I was trained under one of the best pediatric chiropractors in the world. You are blessed to luck to have me here. I know. It's it's like, that sounds. Yes. No, no, that is, I mean, I know these are the things that like us three say out loud that we're like, yeah, no, but, but look how it turned out. Um, because I'm assuming there were other pediatric chiropractors in Peoria. It's not like you were like, no, and I just brought that confidence at such a level that I think it just shined all the lights. And now it's unreal to think like there's social posts or whatnot and shout outs. And I mean, we are 80% of the shout outs on there. And I like to tell newer chiropractors, they're like, how'd you do that? I'm like, oh, just, you know, work hard and it'll all come together. But there was a lot of strategy that went into that. Um, very early on, I, I tried to position myself as like being on the DL and like this exclusive club that people could, you know, get into. How did you communicate that? Um, honestly, through other moms that were like, oh, no, this chiropractor, she's opening here, but she's working on a different space. In the meantime, um, you got to get in with her. And I've always used my patients as my marketing technique, mm -hmm. um, just telling other people. And so it really did become like this, this within the mom circles, this like thing that people wanted to find and and figure out and check out. And I just maximized the hell out of that. Okay. How, so at this point you still didn't have a baby. Correct. Yeah. I was, how do you get into the mom's circles without like, did you borrow a baby? You borrowed somebody's baby. No, I didn't. I mean, I did adopt though. So that's kind of no. weird. To say. <laughs> oh yeah. Yeah. That's right. I about that part of your but yeah, no, because like so many people feel like I don't have a kid yet of my own. How am I supposed to get into the mom circles? Yeah. That is always been a hang up. And I honestly have never had that because in marketing, right, you use patient language to then repeat back to patients. Like that's the simplest way to market is whatever they say about your practice, you then advertise to other people because that's what they'll say again. And that's what mm -hmm. they I use the same thing. Before I was a physical mom, I would um, just use anecdotes and language from other moms to then talk to other moms. And I still do that in my practice. I have two associates that are both not mothers yet. And I tell them like, if room one says something that room three can totally needs to hear and needs that confidence, like 
hey, we actually just had a patient who said blah, blah, blah as a mom. And they refer it back to that. Like we're so much of like a communication transporter from one person to the other. I used that before I was a mom. So I used mom language. And that's one of the things even in Tony's office that I I feel like I was an expert on was mom language before I was a mom. Yeah. yeah, you definitely don't need to be a full-on parent before you take care of kids. Not, yeah, not- I just, I totally agree, you know, like, cause it's, it's one of the classic things where it's like, well, you know, your doctor, like if you're sick, there's a chance that they don't have diabetes, but guess what? They can still take really damn, you know? And so I think there's so many mindset blocks um, that we don't even realize we have as far as like what's possible and what timeline. So you said you were scared. Well, you were scared to be alone. Um, what else were you scared of? Girl, when you leave a practice that is under the limelight, the limelight came with me. And that's what I wanted as somebody who always wanted to own her own practice, right? Like I wanted to turn the boat when I wanted to turn the boat and I wanted the credit for the things that I did. And that is a tricky thing when you're an associate. Um, and, and I am not saying I didn't get credit, but I just wanted a hundred percent of it, right. Being a type three, like (laughs) that's what I wanted. Mm -hmm. So I told myself, like, when you leave this practice, people are going to be watching you and holy hell they did. And, um, Yeah. And so there was definitely some panic attacks, right? There's definitely some like 3am work up, wake ups, like, oh my God, what if this doesn't work? This isn't going through like my, my business loan is taking forever. Like, oh my God, did I make a mistake? Like all the things, right? And one quote just kept pulling me through. It was on this like wooden board or whatnot. And it said, it's possible or it's impossible said pride. It's risky says experience. It's pointless said reason give it a try, whispered the heart. And I literally read that thousands of times. Can you say it again? Yeah. It says, it's impossible, said pride. It's risky, said experience. It's pointless, said reason. Give it a try, whispered the heart. And actually that was in Tony and Christina's house and they all signed it and gave it to me as I left. And um, there's just something in it that, carried me through the fear. And then when I flipped my mindset and said, girl, you asked for everyone to be watching you, it changed. Mm -hmm. And that's when I went from being like, oh my God, I don't know to no, 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 no. You asked for this. You can't be mad about this and let's do it. And that mind shift happened like a month after I left and things just started falling into place after that. And then like the building, like when people ask you, Uh, You know, I just started marketing before I had anything physical put together. And when you have like three people ask you on a Monday where your office is and you're like, oh, we're not open. We're not open. We're not open. TBD. TBD. (laughs) By that Friday, I had a space in a birth center and I had 12 people on my appointment book. Like that's what you just, it just happens. And so you have to rip the bandaid. You have to go for it and go full, full go, right? Full send on it. And is that, that what, is that what you think? Um, okay. So I'm going to ask you a two sided question. What is special about you, but what is not special about you in your success that everyone like has, but they just need to tap into. Does that make sense? Totally. 
Absolutely. Okay. Um, so what do you think makes you unique first? I think what makes me unique is being able to just connect with people, communicate, and um, my confidence. That's it. Probably if I had to pick one thing, confidence. Okay. What doesn't make me unique is that I just work hard. Mm -hmm. And I've had many younger doctors come in and observe our office and they walk away and they're like, so my biggest takeaway is that I could do this too. I just need to do it. And I'm like, exactly. Mm -hmm. Like, it's not rocket science. Just go do the things. And that's how I want everyone to go. Even coming in the practice today, like I want everyone to be in their dream practice. Right. And that's my biggest takeaway is like, just go do the things and build it and it'll come. (laughs) Well, and you said, are you actually halftime now? Or is that the plan to become halftime? You're halftime. Yeah. So with my uh, other halftime, are you still working? You're just working on the practice? No. Are you like, I'm chill. I only really. Yeah. So I, I really spend a lot of time with my son. And so the time I spend with him is mom time. And I literally work two and a half days a week. My practice rotates around my schedule with Maverick. Um, so I work all day Monday, all day Wednesday. And I work either Tuesday or Thursday, depending on the week. So like this week, I work Monday through Wednesday, two and a half days. And next week, it'll be Monday, Wednesday, Thursday, two and a half days. But the other days, no, I've built a team of amazing team that this place runs itself when I'm not here. And I'm so grateful for it. You jerk. How did you get there as a three? You're like, so, okay. But you did hustle your ass off for three years. Cause I was going to say like, in my mind, I'm like, yeah, okay. She's like working two and a half days, but she's really working seven days, but you're not. No, I don't. I check. I no, I don't. <laughs> I mean, I'm there if it needs me, right? Like if the fire department shows up because there's a random gas leak down the road, I'm there. But no, I get to really, I've built an amazing team that respects my mom time, which is what I always wanted. And, um, and I feel so grateful because they're only little for so long, right? I was recently thinking about putting them in daycare so I could work a little bit more. And I was like, no, Mm-hmm. <laughs> no, I don't want to do that. Like he'll be in school soon enough, right? So, oh, good for you. Shit. Yep. Lessons that threes definitely have to learn. Um, okay. What, like, final takeaway? Would we not? I think, honestly, like that quote, like if you're, like if your heart is calling you to do this, do it. It's, it's all about chasing that fear. And it was scary. And I get that, but the reward on the other side, it's a, it's a lot of work. It really is. Mm -hmm. But the reward is so immense that it's anybody who owns their own business will tell you it's worth it. It's always worth it. And, um, just having the freedom that I've always wanted, um, you know, being able to coach and mentor my team and really pour into them and young chiropractors that I have in here or or associates that I have in here. It's all, it's like this huge full circle. Like I went back to my old practice, um, this past weekend and then I have this and I was like, this is all lining up perfectly. Right. But to see where I was and where I am now is so perfect because I feel like in my heart, I knew then that I would be here one day. And it's crazy to then think, you know, just eight years ago, I was a brand new chiropractor, like 
just learning little tiny things. And here I am. Yeah, I, I love what you said. Um, I said it to someone, a friend of mine years ago, she's a nurse practitioner and working at a hospital and like for over like three years, we would like kind of meet up randomly for lunches, you know, two, three times a year. And from over three years, she just kept talking about like this dream that she had. And the final six months, she kept like, she was like messaging me and she was just like, I just, I, I'm afraid to take the leap. I don't want to take the leap. And I said something along the lines of like, it's in your heart now. It's never going to go away. Totally. Like, that's one of those things where like when people are like, I don't know if I want to own or if I want to be an associate. First, I think that we put way too much shame on people who want to stay an associate. Like that is a gorgeous life. Take it, please. This is for the people who are like, oh no, I, I know it's in there. I just don't know the timeline. The sooner you come to grips with the fact that like, no, it's in you, it's going to happen. Like you will, it just will. You just have to wait for that ideal timing, you know, preferably at least two years, like you said, but like, it's, you got that, that thing, that entrepreneur, I don't know, thing. Um, What do, do you think anyone can be an entrepreneur? No, I I don't know. I feel like no. If it's no, it's a tough question that you want to say yes to, but it's like no, no. That's like asking if everyone could be a gymnast. Like no, yeah, yeah, no. And it's not right for everyone, but if it's right for you, you know it's right for you. And it's scary, but you just got to go for it. You said your parents were entrepreneurs. I know I said final point, but I just keep getting more questions. Like, um, were those like? Is that the big? Because a lot of people don't have entrepreneurship in that or like they, they get to see or they get to see it, but they don't get to see it in a version of success that they they're like, oh, if that's entrepreneurship, I don't want that. But like, were those the biggest people that like had your back and were like supporting you when you were scared being like, you got this. You can do this. Yeah, and, and I would say too, even my parents' business wasn't at, it had ups and downs, right? And so I understood entrepreneurship from, you're in control and there's ups and downs. And I, and that's really where, I mean, honestly, Tony showed me a lot in that aspect. So he's a huge mentor in, in that as well for me. Um, but always going back, I like, whenever I would read my quote, when I'm freaking out, right. I'd be like, this is in me. Like, it's just in me to have this, um, you know, growing up and being able to have them go on a two week softball tournament with me just randomly was just what I wanted, you know, mm-hmm. for my own life and family. And so, yeah, they, I mean, they always have my back, but what I learned in my associateship too, it was just a different way of life that I was like, I want some of that in my life too. I mean, I think that's my favorite part of this entire conversation is hearing how you handled that second half where you went in more. Like, it's just, again, like it's the opposite of what I done, but it's just like, no, that's the smart thing. Holy cow. I hope everybody listening who's an associate, like, I hope that changed everything for them because I guarantee you 99% were like one foot out the door and it's like, no, seven feet in, get seven yeah. feet somehow. Um, the other thing that I really want uh, docs to take away from, I, owners, sorry, 
is I feel like so many owners are afraid to hire. So owners want a go-getter, but they want someone to tell them at their interview, and I want to be an associate for the rest of my life. And if like somebody like you came, because everyone's going like, I want an associate like that. And it's like, yeah, but listen what she said. She said, I'm going to come for a year and a half, two years, and then I'm going to go start my own. And he said, yes, I will hire you. And like, yes, I will mentor you. And it's going to not be mentor you. So like, you know, it was like truly a version of mentorship. So do you hire associates that are going to go on and start their own? Absolutely. I do. Because just like I did in that is I gave it everything I had and Mm -hmm. I expect them to give me everything they have. But my um, newest associate, she wants to own her own practice one day. And when she hired on, I was like, okay, like, I want to help you do that. Let's do this. And she pours in here like crazy. And that's, I feel like that's what I attract because that's what I am. But Mm -hmm. I feel like don't fear that as an owner doc, because you're still changing the world. Like you're really pouring into these younger doctors and building them. It's only going to be more beneficial. And I, and Sadie, we've talked about this so many times. We just figure anybody we hire who wants to eventually own, it's about a cycle. And I'm okay with mentoring and continuing to guide them on that and then get a newer doctor and do the same thing. So Mm -hmm. yeah, I'm not afraid of that for sure. Good, good. Well, you were fantastic. Tell people um, if they want to reach out to you where you want them to bug you at. <laughs> Dr. Jen Gibbons on Instagram or my practice is called Ignite Family Cairo. And you guys can reach out to us, DM us there. DM us in the small town of Peoria. <laughs> What's your population? Do you know? I don't know. It's huge here. I have nine chiropractors on my corner. Like, yeah. Yeah. And like, oh my gosh. Yeah. Yeah. Not compared to like where I'm like, well, county is 50,000. (laughs) No, probably not. (laughs) All right. She slayers. Um, yeah. Dr. John, you're amazing. Like the world was watching and that, um, cause yeah, you had a ton of chiropractors watching to see like, and it's funny too, like as a third party, like there was also people like, oh my God, I, did you hear Janice leaving? Oh my God. And it's like, Tony and you have like known for a year. And it's just like people, no drama, just like love, honesty, mentorship, and like universal energy, sending people to continue to impact the world. So it's a beautiful thing that what you guys did. And it's a beautiful thing that you're continuing to do. So thank you so much. Thank you. So All right, She Slayers, until next week. Bye. Hey, She Slayers, are you looking to get your team off the phone and streamline your front desk so you can spend more time doing what you love? SCED has exactly what you're looking for. They will automate all your appointment reminders, missed appointment reminders, reactivation campaigns, allow you to have two-way texting with your patients. Plus, they have a very cool app that your patients are going to love. The app alone saves chiropractors tons of time because it gives patients the flexibility to move appointments to a time that works better for them. Don't worry, you won't lose control of your schedule because you'll have access to all the parameters that keep you still in control. Plus, there's overbook protection, so your schedule won't get out of hand. SCED was created by a chiropractor for chiropractors, so you can rest assured that you're getting the absolute best system for your office. Dr. Eric Kowalki is committed to the chiropractic mission, and he works closely with his developers to always be innovative so that we have the best system available. If you're hesitant to switch to SCED because you already use something else, let me tell you, 
it's worth every penny. Plus, mention that you heard about it on my podcast and they'll give you a discount. Seriously, it is a game changer. Don't wait. 